ball in. Looks across by Ball inside. It's in. The D have scored. An amazing winner that will be. Nzati sprinting from the midfield. Georgian Nzati. Hello and welcome to episode 14 of the Up With The Bonnets podcast. What's been described as the Lennon and McCartney of the podcasting, it's Daniel Smith and Paul Gray. <laughs> Alright Danny, how are we doing? No bad, I'm struggling to think of good intros now so I'm kind of speaking shite now. <laughs> <laughs> well, just as well you never called it the Walking Down the Provy Road podcast like you nearly did. <laughs> Never happened. Never no. happened. God, no. God rest her soul. Fuck, <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, well, mate, we're here. What we'll do again, we'll kick off the podcast as we have the past couple of weeks. We'll just start plugging the event that's happening on the 3rd of November, Thursday, Duck Slattery's um, Manager's Night, Archie Knox, Jockey Scott, Simon Stainrod, and Jim Duffy. What a lineup. What a lineup. I mean, all you need is. Bobby Geddes and you've got a cracking Feverside team. Oh, the best. Get, get Bobby Glennie in there and then they win the 10 and 6s. <laughs> Again. Again. <laughs> Another thing for the trophy cabinet. <laughs> but obviously, uh, we we will be hosting this event. Tickets on sale at skiddle.com, S-K-I-D-L-E. Um, tickets start at £18 if you're a DCA member so the DCA, Dundee Sports Association are involved in this so if you're a member there you speak to your head honcho, whatever you call them or I think uh, the head head secretary or or the head man that's in charge of it all, Davy Craig I think I think he's the the one Um, and you get your tickets for 18 quid, standard tickets, and a VIP ticket is only 28, 20, only 28 pounds. VIP tickets, I mean, I'll say giving them away, giving them away for nothing, be, be honest. Um, plus, but, plus, plus booking <clears throat> fee and uh, terms and conditions apply. <laughs> <laughs> ah, honestly, the the DCA on the early bird, didn't get the booking fee. Unbelievable, See, even, even me, better. Even me, I'm set off. <clears throat> but, Money towards a pint. <laughs> exactly, um, but if you are just a member of the general public, public, oh public, well, <laughs> um, you, <laughs> it's twenty quid plus booking fee. So I mean, shaft in the man, aren't we? But mm. <laughs> but early bird VIP tickets, thirty quid plus booking fee, and again, early bird ticket gets you VIP lounge pre-show, meet the managers, wee glass of champagne, as well on arrival. Um, that's it, really. So, yeah, get your ticket again. It's going to be a good night. I think it's five weeks away. So, um, yeah, plenty of time for me and Paul to get our heads together and figure out how the hell we're going to manage this. How are we going to pull it off? Yeah. <laughs> By sh- sheer and utter luck, probably. It's more, <laughs> are we going to pull it off? But Oh, yeah, we will. Uh, Don't worry. Don't worry. Well, <laughs> that's, that's a weekly plug of the, the manager's event. So, get along to it. Um, and also we show it was uh, actually hosted by Events 105 so they're also putting it together in association with the DCA so yeah um, but good news we won again 
happy I, I days. Can, I kind of say that like we've no won a game in a while, but um, yeah, we had Hamilton on Saturday and we disposed of Hamilton on Saturday, 2-0. I would like to continue by saying I've only seen four minutes of highlights, but Paul was there. So, yeah, I only, I only remember four minutes of highlights myself, to be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> you might have been slightly intoxicated as much as you might not believe that, but he was... I was actually all right. I do remember the majority of the game, but I also had to refresh the memory. Uh, we're watching the four, four and a half minutes, even watched part of the 90 as well. Um, but 2-0 could have and probably should have been more. Um, but I mean, we could have had the game dead and buried uh, well before the second went in. I still can't believe we didn't win the game, but 4-5-0, to be honest with you. But again, it's a win and away from home and it's a clean sheet. It's exactly what we're after. Mm-hmm. Just need to keep going as usual. Yeah, it's the start of a week of away games. And if truth be told, it's probably the hard, hardest away game at the mall. I'd say so, I yeah. Say. Yeah, I mean, I know we've got to travel up to Cove and the travelling's no ideal on a Tuesday night, but uh, Cove's a team that I would expect to go up and beat. And then we've got Abroth on Saturday. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, Abroth are a good side. They're just no started well this season. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, Hamilton would be the one that I expected to maybe slip up a bit. Well, say slip up, maybe get a point. The other two would be a win. But I'm um, looking at being on course of making or of winning three points here, Paul. Yeah, I mean, three like, points, nine points actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Three out of three, definitely want. That's what the aim is for. And I said that. I think I said that last week, probably a couple of weeks before that, even. And then. Mm-hmm. A lot of people are saying it in the press as well. A lot of fans think the same as well. And I think that's exactly the mentality that the team need to have. Need to go into all three of these games wanting to win. I mean, that's one down, two to go. Unless, um, like I said, just get back into that pack. But yeah. for me, you can kind of see, <clears throat> looking at the table, how it's starting to kind of take shape a wee bit. You know, it looks like there's like a wee, you know, five at the top, five at the bottom, the way that's looking now. But obviously we're at the bottom of that you know, top five, which is not where we want to be. But we beat Cove on, if we beat Cove on Tuesday, believe it or not, we'll go second. <laughs> and mm-hmm. if, obviously Queen's, Queen's done a, if, if Queen's got beat as well, then we go second, which is just bonkers. But that's where we're needing to be. And I say it all the time, I think this is my catchphrase, it's as simple as that. <laughs> <laughs> you get a t-shirt made up with that, with a picture of you saying, simple as that. It's as simple as that. Yep. So many jokes in this. Yep. But, <laughs> but I mean, like uh, like Boyer said, you know, um, you know, Dundee could have been home and dry well early. Cameron could have had a hat trick if he took his chances. thought he was unlucky with one of them. I think Robinson blocked it on the line when he had the header. So, um, but he's right place. He's getting in those, uh, you know, good positions and taking up these, you know, taking some chances. But I mean, the first goal, I feel like it was coming, you know, Tidy wee touch from Grayson, excellent movement again from Cameron to get into the space, and he just drilled it past the keeper. Just sheer composure for the goal. And obviously, I sent you a voice note. I was absolutely loving life. <laughs> <laughs> a voice note, I just word vomit and a joyful tone. Just screaming, Lyle Cameron. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> tremendous wee player, tremendous. Absolutely brilliant. Screaming his name in ecstasy. Oh, definitely. Well, the first one <laughs> the last just, time, was it? No, definitely not. <laughs> it was just brilliant. It was just, like it says, I felt like, 
you know, we could have probably had a goal even before then. So just mm-hmm. to get that, it was kind of like a difference, you know, a, a mixture of like euphoria and relief at the same time kind of thing. Yeah. You kind of just felt that we were going to kick on and get a second or maybe, you know, a second before half time. But we did, obviously, <clears throat> obviously we didn't. You know, we left it a wee bit late to get the second. Mm-hmm. But uh, that's it, yeah. I mean, obviously, 2-0, three points, clean sheet, brilliant. That's what you want. Yeah, exactly. And especially on their patch. Against, uh, like I said, a team that I would, have, I would be hard to find a Dundee fan that has a soft spot for Hamlin. Not a chance. <laughs> you know, not a chance. Some of the songs we were singing as well were absolutely brilliant. You know, 10 to it wasn't enough and everything mm-hmm. like that. It was just, it was great. Good atmosphere uh, with the Ds, I thought, as well. Um, and then, like I said, well, there was a, couple, a wee hairy moment when um, Legston's made a brilliant save for the, I think it was a subby. Tehe or something, some Tehe. Um, that boy Ryan one played a pure screamer at a ball through the right, ripped Dundee's defence apart, mm-hmm. and the boy got an end it. And I thought I thought it was going to be one all, uh, but brilliant save for Legstons, you know. And he had nothing to do the entire game, nothing. But when he was called upon, he made that brilliant save. Something yeah. tremendous. I was actually going to uh, go on about him because um, obviously I've saw near the match, and I'll be honest, we as like into secret, I've never met, met, read any match reports, so <laughs> I was just about to say, how did he do? <laughs> well, that's pretty much that's pretty much it. He, I don't think he had anything to do really. Mm-hmm. Um, they had a shot that hit a bar, um, but then I didn't remember him really coming out to claim anything or you know have to come out. You know, I thought mm-hmm. that, I mean that, again that was the defensive front and was absolutely solid. But like it says, when he was called upon, he made that brilliant save. And that would have just been typical Dundee to concede, you know, after having all these chances, umpteen chances to put the game away, to concede and then one all. But, yeah. you know, Legsons made that save and then obviously spurred Dundee on. Um, I mean, it was a wee bit backs to the wall, you know, last, you know, five, ten minutes of the game. But we hit them on the counter and got the second. It was a brilliant goal. Absolutely brilliant goal. I was just going to say, what a fine counter-attack it was. Hi. And... Um, Great ball for Paul McMullen. Brilliant. Right, right onto McC- McCowan's uh, feet, and he took that really well. I know it's took a wee nick onto the keeper and in, mm-hmm. but I mean, yeah, a, f- a fantastic goal. And it's even better that it's like a 93rd minute goal to like, tie up the It doesn't matter who you're playing. Even if you're winning 1 0, if you go and hit a 93rd minute to, act, to kill the game, I think that's it's one of the sweetest things in football. Mm-hmm. Yep. Definitely, definitely, and, and, and I love it. You know, when we score any goal, I'm jumping about, dancing with everybody, just hugging anybody that's next to you. But you know, when the, that goal went in, you're just grabbing boys behind us and front us, left, right. It's great. I love it. I absolutely love it. But, I mean, that, again, like I was saying, that was Aki's pressing. They were dinking high balls in, and it came from a Lee Ashcroft, just a fucking biscuit tin header, boom, right up the pitch, and then. Rodden just knocked it down. I thought Rodden was fouled, so luckily enough the ref play, played on. But what a ball from McMullen! I thought he was. I thought he was really good as well on Saturday. Mm-hmm. I really did. He had that boy the left back, and he's like he was skinning him every single time. I think it was Shields, Ma, Ma, Matty Shields, something like that. Anyway, if McMullen had, <laughs> if McMullen had ran at that boy a hundred times, he was beating him a hundred times. He was brilliant. Final ball sometimes, right? Okay, fair enough. But when it when he, you know, when it counted, it counted. It was a great ball onto McCowan. Great first touch from him to set himself up as well. Yeah, you know, and keep it going. Um, All about the first touch, isn't it? All about that first touch. 
Brilliant. Yeah. Absolutely tremendous. Good to see him back again. I thought, I genuinely thought he was going to be out for a long time. But then obviously he was in that development team that beat the Hibs Reserve 4-0. Um, and then he's came into this game, came on his sub, did did the business. Did exactly mm-hmm. what you want from a subby. He was class. Fucking hell, you are doing your homework. Hibs Just... development games and all that, eh? Jesus. <laughs> and here's me just jumping on and saying, how was it? I've I've not read any articles. I've only just watched the highlights. Never changed, Danny. No, never But there might be one podcast that I'll just come on and I'll just have done nothing and then we'll see what happens. <laughs> well, as this little listener's again, it'll be about an hour of silence. <laughs> <laughs> just every half an hour you hear me opening a can. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There was loads of Dundee players, I think, you know, yesterday, or Saturday, sorry, that you could have picked out for recognition. I mean, Legsden, mm-hmm. like he says, he did nothing, but that save kept us kept us in front. Cameron, for being Cameron, just thought he was class. Colin um, mm-hmm. like I've pointed out, but I thought, special mention to John McGee. I thought John McGee was brilliant. I thought he was absolutely brilliant. I know some people didn't, but, I mean, he was playing left back, which I pointed out. You know, against New Saints, that was clearly trialed at New Saints to put him a left back, and then he started there. And I, th- I thought he was class. Like he's, he, I think it was that boy Ryan one, uh, the striker. He was whenever the ball came out to like McGee, Ryan one was going to try and tackle him. McGee skinned him about three times, like absolutely just skinned him. Um, and then I think because of that, Rankin switched it. So you put the boy one onto the other side and then brought in the other winger. Can't remember who it was. It might have been Zanata. So McGee, what does he do? He just skins them again. <laughs> he was brilliant. Um, Doesn't matter what was in front of him. He's just skinning them. He was just skinning them. He really was. You know, a couple of good tackles. He could have scored in the first half with a header. He did have another chance. I thought you hard pressed to even get that on target. But mm-hmm. um, overall, thought he was brilliant. Really did. And he looked. He, he looked tremendous at left back. I, I did see that a few people on uh, Twitter mentioning that they wanted to impress me, McGee, but when I looked at like match reports and George Grant's match report, I seen that he was like it was, uh, star, Scott. the star man and all that. Eh? I, so I messaged uh, Dode <laughs> without realising it wasn't him. It was oh, Scott, Scott Lorimer. <laughs> it was Scott Lorimer. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Sorry, Dode. Sorry, Scott. <laughs> what, is Dode, yeah. on, is Dode on holiday or something? Jealous, eh? No, but yeah, to, to, to read that in the article, you know, star man John McGee, completely agree, completely. Mm. Um, but I mean, like I said, there's multiple guys you could have picked out. I thought Tyler French, he was just he's just getting better each game. Um, I'd, you know, part of me sometimes would like to see him in midfield. I think he's he, he just strolls it, absolutely mm-hmm. strolls it, and he picks out brilliant pass. He picked out a great ball. For Cameron, I thought Cameron was going to go in and score, like, but um, I think he squared that instead. But yeah, no, nah, it was good, good all round performance. Like I said, should have been, should have been well over before mm-hmm. half time. But so what? I put out that Lyle Cameron's now Dundee's top goal scorer with five goals. I mean, I did make a meal of the appearances. I went from nine to ten to eleven. I seen that. <laughs> <laughs> which means I haven't been following out the website properly I missed these one minute appearance against Ayr so it was Mark Thompson thanks Mark he how, could you, how, could you, how could you miss that one minute cameo absolutely so, stole the show 
because we were getting pumped at the time, because I missed another <laughs> subby as well. I must have just like put in the phone when we were getting hammered three one. So um, it's updated now. It's updated. Uh, I had I actually had to go back and look at to see if I made a meal of McGowan, Paul McGowan, <laughs> because obviously I put out that it was his three hundred appearance against the mm-hmm. New Saints, and when Mark tweeted that, I was kind of like, ah, oh, fuck, like if I missed a subby appearance, but thankfully I never. Is it definitely he's definitely on three hundred or is that three hundred and one? Three hundred and one now. Um and being that a couple of, I know, being a couple of jabronis that we are, we totally forgot to mention it last week. I know we did. And uh oh well. But yeah, fair play to him. Three hundred games. Um Unbelievable. I know. I know. He's uh two hairstyles. <laughs> two hairstyles and two hairstyles and three hundred games. Not bad. <laughs> Four tags, but <laughs> <laughs> no tags and hairstyles. <laughs> oh, that's that's tremendous. It's cold, but it's tremendous. <laughs> uh, hopefully, next time out of hospitality, he doesn't want the batter, is he? Yeah, fingers crossed. Actually, yeah. I hope he does. <laughs> Be good. Uh... A good conversation for the pod the next night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fair play, fair play. Um, you know, 300, 300 appearances is some going like absolutely some going. Yeah. I'll hold my hand up. You know, when we got relegated, like I'd, I'd genuinely like just get rid of him. You know, first one out the door kind of thing. And I think a lot of boys are thinking the same thing. But I mean, he's putting good performances and that now. So I mean, you can kind of see how valuable he is to the team. Mm-hmm. You know, um. I mean, he was quiet on Saturday, I thought, but he's still, you know, he did a lot of the, you know, the donkey work, like I like, like to say, you know, he was mm-hmm. a lot of chasing boys down and just keeping boys going, keeping them motivated. You can see him talking all the way through the game. Um, yeah, so definitely a good guy to have around the squad, I'd say. Definitely. That's, what's, that's what I'd say has been missing for the midfield, though. Yeah. We burned being out, no doing donkey work. Yep. It's fallen, had to fall to somebody, and I don't think anybody's really picked that up. So... No. Yeah, if he's doing that, and again, shouting, screaming, God knows what he's saying to other players. Mm-hmm. Here, all for that, all for that. But uh, congratulations, McGowan. Um, surprised he's not had a, a, a frame top with 300 on it. Normally that's the kind of, mm-hmm. to go to. I mean, I'm not betting it. Like, the club can do it, but... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, getting the ideas, it's costing money, but I'm not doing it. But... <laughs> yeah, no, they'll probably not do it. They'll probably not do it. They'll just build a... <laughs> I don't know, build a fucking name one of the new stands after him or something. <laughs> the Paul McGowan stand. Oof. <laughs> He's got metal detectors walking in. <laughs> Built in a cage. It's like one of the one of the ultras things. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Stick the Southeast boys in there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, get them in there. Soundproofed. Um, so proof. <laughs> I'd hear that drum a mile off. He certainly would. I think the drummer actually fell asleep during the Hamilton game. I think it heard them for about 15 minutes and then it was awfully quiet and I turned it my old boy. I was like, that boy's no bang these drum for a wee while. And then, uh, yeah, but then he, he started back up again. Brilliant. Like it says, it was a great atmosphere at the game. Bit of a, sham- bit of a shambles getting into the game though, but again, come on, I don't even want to speak about that. Put a wee dampener on it, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, absolute shambles. I mean, a, a good support, what, 546, 76 Dundee fans. Yep. Um, it's good. Over, just over a thousand Hamilton fans, which, 
are kind of what you expect from them. Um, I think that's I'd, their kind I'd, of fan base. See, looking at their uh, their stand, though, I think that's debatable. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> I didn't see a thousand people there. I heard about maybe five. Well, if you could say half the crowd was school burns, giving mm-hmm. out the free tickets to the primary schools. Um, yeah. I don't think there was a thousand eleven hundred Hamilton there. Not a chance. <laughs> can, can whatever I was, I was going to mention. I enjoyed the when the second goal went in, and it zoomed into McCowan. But when you're zooming into McEwen, you see about four young boys running past, not even celebrating being the only players. You can also in the stand, running down the stand, obviously to the bottom, to give it big laps to the Hamilton fans. I love that. Love it was brilliant. That. It was brilliant. But then, like I put in the chat, like there was a steward just shoving one of the Burns, like shoving one of the Dundee fans. Like, mm-hmm. And I was like, well, what's he all about? And then another one comes and lifts him from underneath his armpits, like holds him away. You're like, calm down, mate. <laughs> calm down. <laughs> but then the camera the camera kind of pans a wee bit to the, the Hamilton fans and it's kids probably younger than the kids that were, <laughs> the, the Dundee fans. It was funny as anything. They're pure banging the and signboards and everything. It was brilliant. Ah, <laughs> oh, tip for tat. Love it. Absolutely I love it. Love it. It's great. It's great. It's great. And then a good bus journey home. Uh, it was class. Yeah. Good day out. Very good day out. Yeah. So moving on from uh, that fine win against Hamilton, we've actually got a special guest with us today. Uh, he's maybe one of the best radio exports from Dundee. He has presented all over the country. North Sound beat uh, beat one of six. BBC Radio Scotland. He has also been credited with uh, giving the likes of Biffy Clyro, Fratellis, Amy McDonald, Katie Tunstall, uh, first plays on the radio, and even The Enemy, uh, who is a one band I grew up with. Uh, I think you can all guess who we're going to speak about here. Uh, yes, I've got with me this evening Jim Gellertly. Oh, I thought it was going to be Ricky Ross. I'm disappointed. <laughs> who? Who? <laughs> <laughs> Jim, thanks for coming on, mate. I really appreciate that. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Um, I, before like, we we're, we're, we're start speaking about you, I take it you, you went to the game yesterday against Hamilton? Yeah, it's, it's it's a local one for me. It's two stops on the train. so uh, And the trains were running in the central belt despite the strike. So, yeah, I managed, managed to get along yesterday. Glorious win. Yeah, it's... Uh, we spoke about last week in the pod, it was uh, not a must-win, but kind of was a must-win, wasn't it? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. And it's it's not the easiest place to, to go, so great to come away. Although, you know, it's, it's typical Dundee. I think even until the 93rd minute when McCowan got the winner, I, I thought we were going to throw it away. Mm-hmm. And trade on defense. Well, not the winner, the second goal. <laughs> but you know, even when we were one 0 up, it didn't. It didn't look. It, I, I thought they were going to come back and score. I mean, they hit the bar. There was a good save at one point. You know, it could have gone any way. But we could. We could have. I and mean, we should have tied it up. Well, yeah. it should have been an emphatic victory. But I mean, as as we know, it's typical Dundee. Yeah, keep you on the edge of your seat right until well, ninety third minute before <laughs> securing the win. But yeah, Jim. Uh, well, let's see about yourself just now. What, what's um, what's your uh, what, what are you doing with yourself just now? You're on a radio show, as uh, a morning show that you're you're doing. Yeah, I do the breakfast show on BFBS Scotland, which mm-hmm. is uh, for the armed forces community. Um, so BFBS got stations across the world. They've been going for like seventy five odd years. Um, I, I, so I've been I've been doing that for about 
four years and I've just returned to Dreghorn Barracks in Edinburgh, having spent the first half of this year in the Falkland Islands, um, doing the breakfast show on, on BFBS in the Falkland Islands. So I do that um, every morning during the week. So early starts, live in Glasgow, commute to Edinburgh. Um, but I also do a new music show on a, a station called Amazing Radio every Sunday afternoon, repeated on Tuesdays. Yeah, um, that's one thing uh, that that I know about you is that you love to get un- maybe unsigned bands, up and coming bands. You love to play them. You always seem to have your uh, finger on the button when it comes to the the next big big thing. To be honest, that's what I find really exciting because I, I I've been lucky enough to see many a big band when they've been starting out playing smaller venues like King Tut's, even even massive bands that headline festivals like Biffy Clyro and, and The Killers. I mean, The Killers were a support band the first time I saw them. Same with Coldplay. And, you know, that opportunity to see them and, and watch them develop and be able to say, oh, I saw them at a tiny <laughs> venue. Imagine Dragons, and, and another one. I saw them. I saw them the first time they ever played in Scotland, playing nice and sleazy in Socky Hall Street in Glasgow. And then the next time I saw them, it was the um, ABC uh, in Glasgow, a, a bigger venue. And then it was the Academy in Glasgow. And then it was Tea in the Park. So just, mm-hmm. just seeing bands develop like that is, is really exciting for me. And then I lose interest. Once they've released their first album, <laughs> I've moved on to the next thing. <laughs> yeah, Because the, the first album is usually the best one anyway. That's it. You never top that. Um, you're, you're done with them. Once they became successful, Aye. moved on. Uh, you brought up Tina Park there. A lot of memories at Tina Park. It's just a crying shame I don't have that anymore. You know anybody in the music world that can maybe take that back on again? Yeah. Surely nah, you got some sway. It, it just got too big. Uh, I mean, I, I remember it from the first... I, I, I went to every single Tea in the Park from the first couple of years at Strathclyde Park and then the move to Balado and then the disastrous move to... Mm. Uh, so yeah it, it, it just it got it got too big and it just it wasn't a pleasant experience whereas no. early on it was yeah i tell you what got too big was the walk from the the, the drop-off point to the bloody campsite oh, yeah, uh, absolutely. when we moved yeah at one yeah. point i decided i was going to give up and just go home and then until yeah. i seen my mates um at the burger van and they decided <laughs> to take my, my, my stuff off us and uh, carry like an injured man up the hill into oh. the campsite. It was just a nightmare. Well, we were always very lucky. I mean, I was living in Aberdeen the first couple of times it was at uh, Strathclyde Park. But when it moved to Balado, uh, my father-in-law lives in Kinross, so it was walking distance for us. And then uh, when it moved to Strathallan, I think we... Yeah, I think the first time we splashed out and stayed at Creef Hydro, <laughs> which was good. The second time, I think we commuted each day from Glasgow, mm-hmm. which wasn't too bad. But the, the the good thing about sort of Transmit, which has sort of replaced it, although not mm-hmm. officially, is, you know, it's a city festival. It's like three, four stops on the train for me. So it's very easy. Um, I suppose if you, if you, if you don't live in this part of the world be a bit trickier and you know hotel accommodation everything's a bit a a bit more expensive but you know uh, transmit's great because it's it's a good size as well you can walk from stage to stage it doesn't take too long whereas you know i I remember when i used to go to glastonbury 
you know, you'd miss half the bands you wanted to see because you were mm-hmm. traipsing across the field. You were seeing half a band go and see the end of another band set. Whereas Transmit, you can pretty much catch everything. Yeah. One thing and that... T got just to that to that size where, you know, you couldn't see what you wanted to see. Yeah, yeah. Especially the layout on the last one. Oh, uh, the bottlenecks. It was just yeah. a nightmare. Yeah, missed missed a lot of bands. Um I think I remember stayed it was Travis were playing. Can't remember what tent it was, but you had basically rollers as well. Uh, oh. Just before them, I just ended up staying and watching all of them um, yeah. because if I went to venture someplace else, I was missing somebody. No, but, totally, uh, totally. Yeah, no. I forgot the basic rollers played. Played. I, I didn't see them at Tea in the Park because I'd seen them at the Barrowland the previous Christmas or the Christmas after, no, the mm-hmm. Christmas, Christmas before. But I don't remember. But I think uh, I think that was probably the same. Was that? The, I think that was possibly the same stage as Tiff Little Fingers played on that year. And it was I think sort it of was behind the almost like behind the slam tent, and there was just a wee path to get there. Yeah, yeah, because you heard the beat in the middle of the songs. All you heard was it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I I blame the slam tent for everything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, well, gone are the days. Uh, I mean, I've I've enjoyed Transmat, but what I really miss is the campsite. The campsite was the best part of the whole thing for me. Um, yeah. Sorely missed, but uh, I know there's reasons why. That, that that would never come back, but um, it w- was one of the highlights of my time at Team the Park. Like you just uh, made new mates. I'm not going to ask what you get. Oh, I got up to the campsite. Quiet eh? boy here. Never got <laughs> to nothing. <laughs> but Jim, we've got you on. We've had a wee reminiscing at Team the Park. Um, but we've got you on to speak about also your your association with Dundee, your family's association with Dundee. Uh, I think somebody, because I was asking about him, somebody said to me it might run all the way back to maybe the early 40s, but I don't know how true that is. Um, but I'm know, not sure because I wasn't around. <laughs> See, <laughs> I'm not trying to say that you're older or anything, <laughs> but I did um, I did manage to get a, an article saying that your, your grandfather, who was the chairman at the time Dundee won the league in 1962 yeah. gloriously he was around ends at the time that we were successful in back-to-back league cups yeah because I've got in, in my living room I've got a picture of the of um one of the cup winning sides now you'll have to tell me the was it 52 one at 51 52 52 so I've got yeah. I've I've got a, a team photo uh, and my grandfather's in the middle of the photo uh, mm-hmm. From 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 that with the, with the cup in front of it, and then fast forward to seventy three. I've got a picture of me sitting on our front doorstep with my sister holding the cup when I was like <laughs> three or four or five or something. Yeah, oh brilliant! Yeah, because uh, your your f- uh, father would have been chairman at the time yes. that happened. Yeah, yeah. so I, I mean, it's cool. Gee, so it's going back a back a very long time. Mm-hmm. So, so my my father was the chairman the last time we won major silverware, which is well scary because he <laughs> he he. I mean, he stopped being the the chairman in eighty six, which is a fair time ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you you say it now like the years, and you just think, oh, that was a hell of a long time ago. Um, and also, like, if you've got any associates of uh, across the road, they take great delight in reminding you how long it's been um, since we well, last uh, kissed silver. I guess. Aye. Um, did, did did you get to the game, or were you still too young, too young to get to it? I w- I was definitely too young to get to it. Um, I have memory. I have memories of the first. And I don't even know what year it was, 
being on a supporters bus going to Hamden to play Celtic I, I when I was really young mm-hmm. with with my uncle and my cousin but I don't even know what game it was it, it might have been a later league cup game it must have been like a semi-final i don't think it was a final but i don't mm. know I, all i remember was celtic but I, I don't know it was probably after the 73 win yeah i think one thing jim that in the 70s we played celtic a stupid amount of times in the semi-finals and got beat every single time yeah. so there, there was i think there was a good couple of times in the scottish cup a good few times in the league cup so yeah you've got your choice you, you'll probably never remember you'll probably never know what game it was no no so many never, to choose from never. yeah but um i mean having that kind of heritage behind you of uh obviously from basically the 50s right up to uh 80s uh you must have been around dense park a hell of a lot of times yeah and the fact, well, when I was a, a a very young kid, it was you know I, I wasn't interested at all. Um, I think my, I mean, it probably. So I grew up probably probably been about ten or eleven when I first when I started getting into it. I mean, I would I would get dragged to the games, literally, <laughs> uh, when I was when I was younger. Uh, we had sort of seats behind the director's box um and then you know i got into it and mm-hmm. it's been with me ever since and then uh, i would i had a had a season ticket uh in the uh, along with many of my family uh we sat together my cousins uh in the main stand and then we moved over to the dairy because it's a much better experience even though it's crumbling and falling apart and should be condemned <laughs> yeah. toilets are a disgrace it's still a great experience uh so what toilets it, uh, oh, <laughs> just a wall <laughs> oh it's, it, it's uh, i mean it, it's oh it's shock i mean there used to be a toilet halfway up the steps we got <laughs> rid of that um <laughs> No, it's 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 hideous. But anyway, um, so my 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 cousin Catherine and I, we 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 were the last remaining uh, cousins that would have season tickets. Catherine still got a season ticket, and uh, she was at the game at Hamilton with me. But um, I I gave up my season ticket a number of years ago because it was it was just I was working in London at the time. I was commuting. I was doing early stuff, and just the cost of of getting through. I tend to go to more of the away games in the West Coast. Yeah, and we've got plenty of them. Yeah, yeah. So you probably probably go to more away games than home games. Then I've not um, been. I've not been to Dens. I mean, I only got back in the country about two and a half, three months ago. Uh, but I'm. I've not. I've not been to Dens this season. I've only been missed. to Dundee twice this season to see. You've not mom. missed much. You've yeah. not missed much at Dens this season. <laughs> um, it was for, for, for most defeats. Uh, I know it's only been two, but um, yeah, Inverness and Pavdick. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, this season's looking not too bad. I think uh, we've had a wee sticky uh, start to it. But well, it was that record that was revealed the other week that it was the best start to a season uh, that we've had in a long time. And I'm thinking, what? Yeah, <laughs> sitting fifth in the championship, but it's for best after the season. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, it's it just so tight. Mm-hmm. Really is. I mean, we're still four points behind first, but we're not far. I mean, this is similar in previous years that we've been in the championship, but we're not far off the relegation spot either. No, that's it's it. Just it's... Every team 
can cut every other team's throats in this league, which makes yeah. it far more exciting than the Premiership. I mean, um, that's going I mean, to be why if, we... if we were to get rid of Rangers and Celtic, of course, uh, the Premiership would be far more exciting. Do you think that's why we like the, the second tier of the Scottish football? It's just more exciting. It is, yeah. <laughs> and also, there's the chance of winning more games. Yeah, yeah. Getting more bucked for your, and your then, season I ticket. Mean, in, in the Premiership, you'd go on a run, then you'd have to play Rangers or Celtic, and all be that momentum would be totally ruined when they score six or seven yeah. past you. <laughs> yeah, the inevitable, the inevitable humping right. from one of the old from. Yeah, um, but but you know what? <laughs> it makes it when you do beat them, it makes it all the more special. It must be so boring being an old firm fan where you expect to win every game. Yeah. Whereas, I mean, my, my favorite game probably of all time would be at Dens in nineteen. 19- 80 when we beat Celtic 5-1 oh yeah yeah and that's and, and anyone doesn't know about that game it's on YouTube well worth checking out but I mean Tommy Gemmell was the manager so obviously Lisbon Lion and everything we still got relegated that season that's the funny <laughs> thing <laughs> but I think we cost them the league though didn't we that yeah. kind of opened right. up for Aberdeen to go on and win it <laughs> but um, I mean just just a, a memory like that whereas you know if you, I mean, apart from apart from the massive European games, there aren't sort of many domestic memories. If you were an old firm fan, or there would be mm-hmm. loads of wins to choose from. But no, I, 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 oh, it's just as you know, it's just you hate it, but you love being a Dundee fan. <laughs> That is the best way to summarise of being a Dundee fan, eh? Uh, yeah, I mean, there's there's more downs than ups, but you keep going back. Uh, but the, yeah. it makes the ups all the more special. Yeah, yeah, you're totally right. You, you total revel in the ups when you get them, because oh. you know soon uh, this is not going to last. No. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, with uh, the, the past, since we're promotion, 2014 it was looking kind of rosy for a wee while and then it's just like the walls just came crumbling down and then we managed to get ourselves back up again mm. and it's just as quick as we got back up again back then we went uh there's a reason why we're, we're nicknamed the yo-yo club i guess yeah yeah hi uh, yeah and then you see you see your little teams that not that long ago i mean i used to live in inverness and Ross County and Inverness Thistle and Inverness Caledonian were all in the Highland League at the time. Now, mm-hmm. you know the three clubs are two, but they're you know they're they're, they're both big clubs. Um, uh, and you know yeah, the likes of Cove coming through. Um, you know, there's so many clubs that have. Well, I mean, just I think uh, Queens Park are second in the league mm-hmm. at the moment, and you know they're. A lot of money's been pumped into them. So, I mean, obviously in recent years, a small club, but, you know, traditionally going right back, one of the biggest clubs. Mm -hmm. Uh, So uh, it's just, oh, man. (sighs) It's going to be one of those leagues. It's going to be one of those seasons. It's, uh, I mean, I think everybody's took predictions on what's going to happen, but the prediction... Well, we're going to to win the league. Oh, of course, of course, but it'll not be easy. Playoff, playoff is not... (laughs) I mean, that if if we don't get promoted, the the positive to come from it is 
there'll be four Dundee Derbies next season. <laughs> possibly, possibly, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, could not, have not possibly, not possibly. If we don't, it's fact. If we don't get promoted, <laughs> back to our Friday night derbies. Aye, they've never, never ended well for us though. No. <laughs> but um, I mean, going going back to uh, the time with your family in charge at Dens, I mean. Were you ever like when you were going to the games? Did you ever like bump into managers and players, or have any interaction with them, or was it just a case of you were there and just um, I was running a, rings through the, the boardroom as a child? Oh, yeah, no, it was a wee kid having to wear having to wear a jacket and tie. You know, when you're when you're eleven, twelve, thirteen years old, it's not something you really want to do. But I mean, I would go. I would go with my dad to some some of the big games as well. So I remember it was a, was it maybe Aberdeen against ooh, Aberdeen against Hibs in the Dryborough Cup final, and um, in the boardroom meeting Alex Ferguson, and he had uh, he had a young lad with him, who was sort of introduced to, and it was Eric Black. So, oh. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then various other times. Going, I mean, I, I, I'll proudly say that I went with my dad to United European Games in the eighties. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, in the back of our heads, we would want United to get beaten, but you know what? I want to see Dundee and Dundee United do well. Mm-hmm. Um, I would, I, I prefer Dundee United to the old firm. You know, obviously when we play them, and I'm, you know, I'll, I'll laugh they if they're not doing well, but. You know, I'm. I, I don't hate them. I don't hate them. <laughs> I know no it's those... weird, isn't it? <laughs> but no, no I mean, I, I I went to the UEFA Cup final. I stood. I stood on the terraces, mm-hmm. um, with um, family members who supported Dundee and some uh, St Johnston fans watched that game. But then, in turn, when uh, Dundee United and St Johnston played in the cup a few years ago at Celtic Park. I was in with the St. Johnston fans and borrowed a St. Johnston scarf. So <laughs> glory hunter. Glory hunter. Yes. <laughs> Pick and choose your moments. Yeah. <laughs> um so what do you think about the uh the team so far, Jim? Uh like even like the, the manager, uh, Gary Boyer. The manager, um I uh I think he approaches things brilliantly mm-hmm. and obviously the results haven't gone quite the way and maybe there's there's questions over tactics and things, but I don't know anything about that. I just look at the top line. Um, so I like the way he talks. I like the way he's um, he, he he's comes across as a passionate guy. He comes out, he applauds the fans before the game. Um at the end, so it's it it's looking good from that point of view. Um, so hopefully he'll be given the time. Um, but you know, I just Dundee fans are so fickle. Mm-hmm. Um, it can be. I mean, it's oh, I'm, I I I would hope that none of the fa- the the recent managers have read any of the forums because it would be totally depressing. It's just, you know, friends of Dundee Football Club. <laughs> That's the weirdest name ever for a, a group. 
<laughs> of, of, of people who just want to uh, not everybody but just want to drag the club back down it's like oh man let's be positive for a change yeah so you see if people get a telling off on there just the, oh. the, the, the <laughs> after a couple of bad results is always a, look we're meant to be friends with on the fc let's yeah stop yeah well, I mean, people yeah. do like to moan don't they yeah, yeah. But, uh, I think it's easier no, I, as well over online, isn't it? It's oh, it's absolutely, easier to do absolutely. That. But I mean, I think I, I, I think the manager, I think, I think, I think he's great. You know, we could have got Jack Ross. Bullet dodged, possibly, or <laughs> <laughs> undercover agent. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> I was reading because he used to sell programs at Dens Park. Yeah, uh, yeah. I think he was a youth player as well. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, even it was because uh, a friend, I think a, a friend of his was a Dundee supporter, so he started supporting Dundee. I mean, mm-hmm. I knew he played for us, but oh, it was only recently that I read that he actually sold programs yeah. uh, outside. <laughs> just, just like wow. So uh, yeah, so it might have been different if he'd come, but no, I think I think they've got a good guy. But you know, I would have. Um, this is not a popular thing to say. I'd have kept. Neil McCann because I liked the football and liked what he was trying to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so w- would that have turned round? Who knows? James McPakeney got a hell of a time from fans, mm-hmm. but and and what a bizarre time to get rid of him after we sort of looked like it was turning round. Yeah, and would we? I mean, the Mark the Mark McGee thing was just a total disaster. What was that about? And, um, uh, I mean, I think the, the less said about Mickey, the better. Yeah, yeah. I mean, probably, I mean, <laughs> I mean, we've had some. I don't, I don't want to get managers sacked, mm-hmm. but there have been, and there's only a handful where I thought, oh, I need to get rid of this guy. He's dreadful. What's his face? Um, uh, Jim McIntyre. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, oh, gee. I think anybody that wanted rid of him, you can't even at anybody for that because no. unanimous. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, and what's his face? Uh, Alan Kernahan? Alan Kernahan. Oh, the Kernahan days. Yeah. No, these that's are, These are times you just wipe from your memory. But other than that, you know, we had, um, we had some decent... I mean, it was like uh, some... I think the, I mean, if you look at all the managers Dundee have had, I mean, compared mm-hmm. with Dundee United, a lot of Dundee United's managers, they've not kept them for very long, but they've gone on to other jobs. Yeah. I mean, yeah. What, what was the last Dundee manager who left to go to another job? Um, no, off the top of my head, I would say Jim Duffy, the Hibs, but yeah. there's surely got to be somebody after. No, I don't think there is actually. Which is, it might be Jim Duffy, the Hibs. Which is Duffy. shocking. Which is yeah. shocking, really. <laughs> Everybody else after that's been punted. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. There's a. Uh, we've done okay in the manager's side of things, but yeah, I think sometimes we've been quite even people who are quick. perceived to have done quite well have been sort of punted, like mm-hmm. Hartley and stuff. So. Yeah. The Hartley thing, though, near the end of his reign was, I think when he came out in the press saying he's all out of ideas, I think yeah. that was it. Yeah, you, you say that, that's your head. Up. It's not even on the chopping block. It's, it's rolled off it because <laughs> it's yeah, all the no, way. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. I think uh, 
I think I, I was up at the Garden campus seeing the training facilities on Friday yeah. and we bumped into Strachan was there and uh, obviously Boyer was there as well along with the players. I never really got much of a chance to speak to any of them. Um, they were they're doing their thing anyway, but you can kind of see what they're wanting to do at Dens and it is, how I've described it as night and day to what we've had before. So I think we've got the right manager in place and obviously I think we need a few more upgrades in personnel or depth-wise depth, depth wise in Absolutely. the squad. But um, I think the, you've got the whole, like you say, the, the trust in Boyer. He's, he's applauding fans. He's, yeah. yeah. You know what? He's got that real connection with the fans as well. And uh, from what I was told from a few people when I was in there, he is very likeable as a manager, but also like he's, he acts like a manager, but he's got that whole thing about him that the the players there's, there's, they're not scared to speak to him. Yeah, yeah, like that. yeah, yeah. It's that whole thing. Yeah, and I mean, from a fan's point of view, that connection with the fans is is so important. I mean, did Jim McIntyre ever acknowledge us? I, mean, I don't think I don't think he did, and that used to that used to even when we won, that used to really really annoy me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think the coming from some employees at the time at Dents, it was horrible to work under him there really? as manager. Horrible place. Uh, it probably sums up the the situation we were in at the time, um, going down, and just sums up maybe the the what he thought of the job as well. If they hated him being there, mm. <laughs> that's people that uh, one person that's not even a Dundee fan that told me that, and he worked there. Um, he said it was horrible. So kind of speaks volumes about him, really, doesn't it? Um, and it uh, turns out we actually got playing against him on Tuesday. Mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So let's hope we can give him a doing. That's the hope. That's the hope. Uh, kind of off, uh, coming off a wee win there, 2-0. Uh, they'll not be doing too well, but let's hope that we're kind of going up there and... Uh, well, maybe using his reign as Dundee manager as a wee pep talk. I know like uh, a lot of the players maybe one of there at the time, but still worth saying, this boy here, let's get right in. Let's do it for the Dundee fans. Yeah, no, totally. I mean, the, these next two games are, are, are vital. I mean, if we don't win those, we've got no chance. Yeah, because my thought behind these three away games, and three away games against any teams, are tough because you're, well, it's three away games. It's no, there's no any in between at home. But my thought was, we should be picking up the three points at Cove and Arbroath. Hamilton yeah. was the one that you could think might be a wee sticky wicket there, might be a, a point here. But we've got the three points, so now we are looking at nine from nine from this. Yeah, yeah. No, t- no, no. Totally. And I think you know it's the. Home, the home advantage thing for Dundee, I don't think I, I don't think it's too important because I think with the away games you get the hardcore fans who give incredible backing to the team, whereas at home, dare I say it, there's more of the moaners um, <laughs> who get on the backs back of the team mm-hmm. far quicker. So I think I think that's you know. Home. If we were playing well, I mean, obviously the home advantage would would think, but but there's less less pressure, I think, possibly when you're away and you've got yeah, uh, uh, yeah. I think Kevin Holt said that a couple of seasons ago that the the players enjoyed playing away from Dens. Yeah, 
<laughs> more than home. But I think this season we've kind of picked it up the atmosphere a wee bit. And you've also got the southeast section who are uh, doing fantastic uh, with their. Sign but they're not the, getting themselves into trouble. Maybe not the flares, but yeah, no. <laughs> uh, but not getting involved in that. End, but yeah, I mean, uh, atmosphere-wise, they're, they're doing a fantastic job of getting that going. Yeah. And I mean, the that Abrof game that won four two. And some people might just say I was just against Abrof, but it was one of the best atmospheres I've seen at Dens in a couple of years, to be honest. And I think it was just because the. The, I think it's just the manager and the belief he's got in the team as well. It has kind of went into the stance. I know beating against Partick and beating against Inverness isn't yeah. good being at home, but there was still, I like to say, there was less people moaning with me than normal. There was more people, I think the more realisation that, you know, we're, we're kind of onto a good thing with the manager. We've got to kind of let it develop. We can't just get down the team's neck after a defeat at Dens and I think that's kind of been implemented in the stands at Dens as well so it's it's a wee different from the norm as you say because yeah, yeah. no support the team I was I've been watching and really enjoying uh, Welcome to Wrexham and mm-hmm. um, they had the, the last episodes which they sort of focused on hooligans but they also said the three types of fans and I think we need more of the so-called happy clappers because mm-hmm. uh, I think they're the ones that can lift can lift the team. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, yeah. We shall all be happy clappers. Yeah. I mean, that would be something else if we had a, a documentary or something like that at Dents. I'd love that. Absolutely, I'd love that. Uh, I would, even the documentary just on Paul McGowan's hair coming in would be amazing. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. No, absolutely. Because um, I saw, because it was the, which game was it? Uh, I went down to Stranraer mm-hmm. and it was obviously, that was the first time I'd seen him and uh, with, with the, that sort of shaved and stuff and it was like oh okay oh it's not really worked has it but it's like now i mean it's it, it looks okay now yeah it look, give it time it developed you know yeah. trust the process is what yeah. people normally say and no absolutely honestly jim i bring up his here every podcast because uh, it's just um i just want to chart the the journey it's went through yeah. I, just, I just love it, yeah. Just because I didn't want the slag and he's took from yeah. I was, honestly he does have to slag it for these here, but he's done well because I mean uh, more more men would have probably just shaved it off. Well, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So nah, good in him. Good in him. But he's fought he's, he's, a, fought he's, a, he's a total legend and he's so committed. Yeah, and like um me and Paul spoke previous, but we totally forgot to bring up his three hundred appearance. On yeah. the last podcast, and it was it was me that tweeted it and everything, and it's me that forgot about speaking uh, about it. I mean, um, I mean, there's no many players nowadays that get up to that many appearances at any. No, club. so who's who, uh, who's ahead of him? I mean, who's he? Who's who's next in his sights to oh, take over? Do you know? Now, now you've got me. Um, I will just get my because I know uh, Rab Douglas and Bobby Geddes are quite high up there. I don't think they've reached 300, but... Have they not? Coming, I don't know, actually. Um, I'm, It's coming up now, so... Yeah, right, what have we got here? Right, so, Paul McGowan's 20. Just a couple of appearances by Gavin Ray. Douglas, you're right, 306 appearances. Geddes, 313. Um, after Geddes at 313, he's uh, Sandy McFarlane at 333, so... Okay, he's, so... He's got who, a wee bit who, to go. So, Gavin Ray's next... Gavin Ray's next. And what's Gavin the, on? 
303 appearances. Oh, so so he's going to overtake him. He'll overtake that. He'll overtake Douglas, and he'll definitely overtake Andy Penman. Wow. He just needs another 12 in his past Geddes. And then after that, it's, uh, yeah, it, if he gets another season at Dens, then you can see him going past McFarlane. But after that, yeah, you're going into the 370s, 384s, and yeah, um, unless he's going to be an absolute lifer at Dens and play till he's 50, could be well, his limit is 15 in the appearance chart. Yeah, but, yeah. It's, I mean, it's, I, I mean, I, I, I was delighted when he, when he stayed on for another season, but uh, I don't know. It's how, how, how long the legs can last. He keeps defying. He just, he keeps defying yeah. everybody's uh, feelings about it. You always think to yourself, this could be him this season. Yeah. And then when he's no here, he, you know, he comes back and plays, and you think we've been missing him. We've been absolutely oh. missing him. That he's totally. lost. He's, he doesn't seem to have lost a lot of pace. I think he had a lot of pace when he came anyway, but um, I think all he needs is an angry voice on the pitch, intimidating people. That'll yeah. keep him right. <laughs> yeah. But, Jim, but then thanks. if you've got the skill on the ball, you don't need you don't need the pace. And we found that with Charlie Adams. So. Yeah. And uh, I, I can't see McGowan losing that wee pirouette that he does all yeah. the time. I think that's there to stay. You never right. lose that kind of touch, do you? <laughs> no. But Jim, we've done a quiz last week between oh, Paul yes. and Jake, and it was Jake was a shambles. Let's put it this way, Jake, you were a shambles. I thought I expected more from him, and you gave me less. But I thought to myself, you know what? I'll get a few guests on, and I'll maybe start uh, giving them a, uh, a quiz, 10, 10 questions in sixty seconds, and at the end of the season, we can maybe uh, crown the the winner of the Open Your Bonnets podcast. I think Paul's on five or six. I'm not too sure, but. I should have really remembered what you got last last week before going on. But um, if you don't mind, I can give you 10 questions to see how well you do. You can do if you want. Yeah, right. Okay then, right, so I'll start. See, I was, I, I listened to it last week and I, I got a lot of them. So I'm I'm mildly confident, but we'll see. Because I before listening to it last week, I was like, oh, I'm not going to get any of these. And then mm-hmm. I thought, oh, okay, they're not as difficult as thought. But then... It's like they always say, when you're actually in the spotlight, it's far more difficult. It's easy to win the million on who wants to be a millionaire when you're watching Aye. it on TV. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, Jim, we'll get going then. So, start with my first question, I'll start the clock. So, which Dundee winger was nicknamed Terry? Uh, Neil McCann. Which English club did Carb Level once play for? Arsenal. Which French, goal, which French goalkeeper helped Dundee to the Coca-Cola League Cup final '95? Oh, oh, I can't remember his name. I'm going to call him Russo. Oh, how many goals did Alan Gilzin score for Dundee? Oh no, 191. Doug Cubby won two League Cups. Name the teams that he won against. He won the cup against Celtic and Hearts. Who was manager before Donald Mackay? Um, uh, Tommy Gemmell. Jim Duffy signed from who? From whom? Morton. Which Englishman took over from Ian Munro? Simon Stainrod. And who we signed Ryan Oven from which club? Oh! Oh! Uh, pass. 
pass. Well, I started asking that question just as your minute went up, so I left it there. But so you got the grand total of one, two, three, four, five. So I would need to double check and I'll need to put it on the tweet later. So you're either drawn with Paul or he's beating you by once. I'm pretty sure you got five or six. Okay. So I'll go over the ones that you got. So yeah. McCann, obviously, first one, Terry. Um, Caballero, Arsenal, the French goalkeeper, Michel Pagou. Ah, yes. Yes. Galzine scored 169 goals. Well, I wasn't, that was only 30 odd off. <laughs> it was just a season off because he would have knocked them in if he stayed. Yeah. <laughs> the two teams that Kawi played, our captain Donny against in the League Cup finals, was Kamarnik and Rangers. Ah, uh, okay. And you got the Gemmel one right. He yep. was before Donald Mackay, Jim Duffy signed from Morton. And Simon Stainrod took over from Ian Monroe. Brian Irvin, you're going to kick yourself because you loved up there probably at the same time. He Bloody played. Aberdeen! Yes. Oh, man. Jim, Jim, what happened with Do that? Do you know place, what Jim? the problem was? I was thinking of Gary Irvin. Oh. In my head. <laughs> That's his nephew. Aye. Oh, bugger. I'll How go- did I not know? See, that's the pressure. That's when you're in the pressure. If you, were asked, if you were to ask me that yesterday, I'd have got it right. But I put you in the cauldron. Yeah. You, it was too hot for you. And I, <laughs> Seriously, I only got five there. I thought five. I got more than that. Nah. I, oh, I'm well. going to give you the last question because you answered nine. I'll give you the last one to see if you would have got it. Who scored the only goal the last time you beat Celtic at Dens? It was 1-0. Uh, well, that's probably a while ago, isn't it? Um, Eight. Six or seven. Oh, geez, that's even further. I think Tommy Coin. Boom. Really? Right on it. Yeah, Tommy Coin. Wow. Yeah, that's that was... worrying. <laughs> yes, that's very worrying. <laughs> we um, we uh, is uh, we <laughs> we had um, we had cats uh, at home, and we had a couple that were named after players, and one of them <laughs> one of them was a Tommy. <laughs> uh, and Tommy had replaced pre- prior to that uh, the cat uh, uh, died it was called Fergie Ian Ferguson yeah yeah <laughs> well we had to, uh, yeah it, it ruled our lives the team <laughs> <laughs> right into the name of the cats I amazing I wanted to <laughs> call my um, my first son uh, I wanted to call him Darius after Darius Adamczyk because he was my favourite player how did you know because the wife wouldn't let me, but it was it was possibly just as well because I think it wasn't long before um, Darius Darius Dinesh uh, sadly passed away. Darius Campbell mm-hmm. um, came on on like X Factor or Pop Idol or whatever it was, so probably just as well. But I, yeah. as I, I was allowed to have his middle name as D. So he's, oh, yeah. he, he's Angus D. Gellatly. And I was so mm-hmm. annoyed when we got a brick, bought a brick at Dens, and it has D in inverted commas, like a nickname, but it's actually his name. He's called, oh. Ang- he's called Angus D. Gellatly. The, the, uni, <laughs> the uni phoned the other week and asked to speak to Angus D. Gellatly. I was like, I'd forgotten about his middle name. but sadly i mean i've got two sons and a daughter and sadly none of them are interested in football oh see i've i've got a daughter um she's only two and a half years old but she uh, has a mother and father who have dundee and dundee united fans and season ticket holders so she is going to hate the fact that 
she's made to get rammed down her throat everything today with the, the clubs in this in this city. Oh, She'll know wow. like football. She's going oh, to hate no. football. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. Because you can turn around and say you can either go to Dens and see Dundee get a beat or you can go to Tannadice and see Dundee get a beat. Well, yeah. Yeah. Pass. That'll be... That's what oh, she'll dear. be saying. <laughs> <laughs> but Jim, thank you very much for coming on, mate. Really appreciate it. Thank um, you for having me. Yeah, no problem at all. Um, me and Paul are going to go and preview the... Like I know we've already spoke about it a wee bit, but we're going to go and have a wee look at the Coven Abroath games. Um, so we're going to speak about that. But yeah, mate, thank you very much for coming on. It's always good to get somebody with a, a, a Dundee connection as well. Um, not just a fan, but a Dundee connection on to tell a few wee tales. And uh, yeah, just uh, just something new for the fans, the listeners of this. Cool. Right. And uh, good luck with the with the podcast. Good luck with the, the manager's event. That looks brilliant. It's just it's, it's, it's uh, Thursday, so I'm I'm up first thing in the morning. But mm-hmm. I think that will be incredible. And you guys will kick it out the park. Um, yeah. You, yeah it'll be a, what, an ama- what an amazing lineup. I know. It's Not fantastic. Not just you guys, but with them. Oh, they're them, eh? Yeah, I mean, yeah. They're, they're like the warm-up act, aren't they? Oh, okay, man. <laughs> no, but that's going to be great. Like I say, I've already done an interview with Jockey Scott uh, for the podcast, and he was fantastic. So I used I've to drive a... his car. Oh, did you? Yeah, one, one of the times he got sacked, I, I, I got his car for a week or two while mine was <laughs> off the road. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you took Phil. So you took a sacked man's car. Yeah, shocking. Shocking. What? Um, <laughs> well, only only while my mind was, was off off the road. So mm-hmm. they got so uh, so you got the four managers. If you got a favourite out of them, are you not prepared to say? Well, if I had to go with in my lifetime, it was Jim Duffy and Jockey Scott. Yeah, I never really went to games. I just started going to games after Stainrod yeah. took over. Um. So I was never there when he was there, and obviously Archie Knox, I, I, I was still a little twinkle in the sky yeah, yeah. when he was manager at Dens. So it would have to be between Jockey Scott and Jim Duffy. Um, I'm not going to pick a favourite because just in case somebody tells Jim Duffy, no, and absolutely. he he does me on the stage. Absolutely. <laughs> I last, I'm trying to think. The last time I bumped into Jim Duffy was at King Tut's, mm-hmm. and. Um, in the bar and George Ezra was playing at King Tut. So it was quite early on in his career. And uh, Jim didn't have a ticket and I managed to get him into the gig. Oh, very good. So there we go. That as a wee side note. Yeah. The, the fact is Jim, Jim Duffy's... La- I mean, the first time I met Jim Duffy was at Tea in the Park. So he's a big, mm-hmm. he's a massive music fan. I was just the way to say, I would never put George Ezra and George, Jim Duffy mm. in the same sentence. Yeah. There you well, go. Here we are. Yeah. There's a wee, wee exclusive right there. <laughs> no, but we're all looking forward to it. It's going to be fantastic. That'll and, be brilliant. Um, yeah, and, you, and, you, and you'll be putting it out as a podcast as well, so I will get to hear it. Yeah. Yeah. We'll yeah. be looking at um, getting that recorded and uh, released down the line. Um, I don't think we'll do a video one. Um, I think it'll just be audio. Get that out. And then, yeah, that'll be quite good. But. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it, and hopefully it leads on to other ones with other players and and whatnot. So uh, yeah, kind of looking at the Dundee fans and saying like, here we go, let's get all your heroes back up on stage and let's let's get yeah, been to see them all. So yeah, we can't wait for that, Jim. So brilliant. Yeah, but again, mate, thank you very much for coming on. 
Cheers, Danny. See you, Paul. Well, that was Jim there, and now we've got Paul back. Um, Paul, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I forgot to mention, obviously, I was at Garden College uh, the other day, looking at the training facilities, and um, I don't know if you've seen any pictures of the facilities, but absolutely night and day compared to what's at Dens Park. We've got a wee tour. Um, wasn't allowed in the training facility, as in like the changing room. Been told that that's off limits. Uh, just players, players and manager only. So good. That's, I, I like that actually. I said that says that's the way it should be. Like it yep. should be, yeah, off limits to anybody. Um, but the whole setup, very modernised. Something again that if it was at Dens Park, you wouldn't be saying uh, commercial department, community trust, and uh, coaches. Coaches as well. Uh, everybody you know, all in the one place. Everybody one, in, yeah, one basically. Even so in the same bit, yeah, even in the same bit, you've got Gordon Strachan's office. He was there. He's there basically every day. Uh, yeah, it's, it's it's great to see. I mean, normally if you used to get in touch, I was like, you need to speak to this department or whatever, and then you're left chasing, trying to figure mm. out wherever that. But no, this time it's basically all in the one bit. Um, it's... Great to see. It seems like a step forward, especially behind the scenes. I know, like, where we're sitting in the league and a few bad results, you, you didn't really think about stuff like this. But behind the scenes, definitely, definitely going forward to what we are used to. And again, like say, if you've no visited or somebody's told you what it's like, you'll, you'll know really, I don't think you'd really appreciate what's getting done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, getting, getting told some of the stuff that's getting done, and like coaches and um, coaches up and down the country. To be honest, it's stuff like this, wee stuff like that that you hear, and then you're thinking, well, when did that ever happen? Um, I mean, I'll, I'll no bore you with everything I was told, but yeah, it's basically like what was said to me was just fantastic. I had a lot of money by the sounds of it getting put in behind the scenes. Yeah, definitely. I mean, like like you're saying there about like Strachan having his own office and that, and he's there kind of basically permanently. Mm-hmm. Um, I was actually speaking to a couple of Dundee fans before the, the Hamilton game and kind of speaking about when Strachan came in and how everybody was like, you know, six months down the line and nothing had happened and, oh, why is he here and all this nonsense. And mm-hmm. I remember, like it says, I was speaking to someone and they said, look, this will take a few years. And what do we all seem to be speaking about just now as yeah. the youth players coming through? So mm-hmm. it has it has taken time. We're starting to see, you know, some good players coming through, players that can still develop, and there's more than likely still players in under 18s, 16s, whatever, that we don't probably even know about yet. So I think I think the wheels are in motion, right? Definitely to get to bring these, you know, youth prospects through the team. Mm-hmm. Which yeah. is why he was basically brought in to do. <laughs> Aye, because at the start he was brought in, he was basically director of football, well, not director of football, director of youth or something like that. But yeah, I yeah. always um, found it funny when people, like a couple of bad results and people are like, what's he doing? What is he doing? Mm-hmm. How's he? I was like, well, he's no, even near the first team. I know <laughs> last season he ended up, was kind of his decision, wasn't it? To get McGee yeah. in. Well, I think it's not been said in the... It was it was his decision, but yeah, I think everybody knows that it was maybe him that maybe said get McGee in, and it wasn't yeah. the best. But um, no. I think the 
But from that aside, you know, like says when he's he's kind of hands on with what's going on at the youth side of things, and these guys are coming through now. Mm-hmm. Like I said, it has taken time; it will take time. Um, and I think we're on a good path personally. Uh, but mm-hmm. what's going on behind the scenes? Obviously, I've not seen it, but from what you're saying, what I'm hearing from other boys that are in that kind of vicinity, things are looking good behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. But you need that. You need to, again. It's probably cliche, but it's you know you need the foundations. You know what I mean. Aye, that's that. And I think we've got good foundations, especially we striking, making the step up to director of football. That's, uh, I think that's massive. Absolutely massive. Yeah. And we can all kind of say, aye, maybe made a wee hiccup last year with McGee. I mean, does, would any other manager coming in after the way that was kind of handled, would that have changed? Probably not. <laughs> um, no, I don't, I don't think so. We were on a slippery nah. slope. Like, we were, yeah. nah. nah. Um, but we'll... I've got my faith, got my faith in it. After seeing that as well, and obviously I was at the, I went down on Monday to the stadium preview thing. <laughs> I can't remember the, mm. uh, the consultation at the Soil Hotel, and uh, went in. I, I really couldn't speak to the architects that were there. There was a lot of people there that you were able to speak to, which was quite good, answering any question flung at them. There was also the head boy. I think that's taking charge of it, uh, mm-hmm. American, and uh, somebody managed to find his profile and he has put up some great stadiums in America, the T-Mobile Stadium in America and, and a few others. Um, didn't kind of off the top of my head, but he looks like he's got a, a great CV. And, yeah, definitely. Yep. Yeah, so it was great to see even like them there because you, when you when you were in and you seen them, you're thinking to yourself, you're no cross here in Dundee coming away from the good old US of A if, like this isn't serious. Hmm. Um, there wasn't a lot to see, like when you were in there. There was also like about like maybe eight boards we placed cards on it, uh, but it did have a lot of detail. The was there like one of those wee miniature like things like on a table? Nah, of, nah, uh, nah, got it, got disappointed, it. disappointed. Got was there got any it. mention of the monorail? No, not. Nah, but I couldn't get in to speak to anybody about it. Oh, I need to get the feedback in. Like that, nah, there has to be a monorail. There has to be. Be Honestly, man. Put us on the map. <laughs> put us on the map. Put us on the monorail. Yep. <laughs> the V&A up to Dens Park. New Campy, whatever it's called. New Campy. Brilliant. Uh, Imagine but, that. Um, some of the... I noticed that they've reduced four training pitches down to three, but I think that's something... Reading the the signs that were up, that was something that's been agreed Like throughout. That's one way of getting it there. Um, but I had plenty of conversations. One of the architects was think somebody questioned, like, there's only 25 spaces for buses coming. I don't think anybody brings 25 buses now to football games, even though from, for example, cars, isn't it, and trains. Mm. Um, but somebody <clears throat> did mention that there's an overspill for this and everything, and there's there's ways to get mere buses in and stuff. So I think mm. it was, um, it wasn't much of what you've heard before. Um, I mean, these guys are now. I mean, this that, that American boy. He's obviously not going to be daft to just have Plan A. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. if Plan A isn't going to work, there's going to be a Plan B, C, D. There'll be loads of alternatives. There'll be loads mm-hmm. of things in place in case that one that doesn't happen. Then we've got this to fall back on. Or yeah. if 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 um, group of people A aren't happy, then they've got you know they've got another like a, a backup to get to get them guys on site you know mm-hmm. it's just but the thing is i mean you're not going to please everybody that's a fact an absolute fact there'll be things that i'll probably love about it and there'll be things mm-hmm. that you'll hate about it but 
collectively, I think this is an extremely good move for Dundee going forward. Yeah, I mean, I still think if that's a half a long while away before mm-hmm. you actually think to yourself this might happen. Uh, and until then, you'll get all the naysayers saying it's definitely not going to happen. But, I mean, they've spent money on this, getting this mm-hmm. far. They're not just pushing us up against the wire. Well, you'd mm-hmm. hope no. You'd hope no. Um, but we'll just wait and see what happens. It was good to see. I think the online ones this month. So this is October now. So yep. the online one comes out this month. I think it'll just be a bit the same. I'd like to see more detail about the stadium like zooming in like like a 3D mm. model going over and stuff like that. That'd be quite nice to see. Um but the see the wee, like the wee miniature trees and you know things like that. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I like those wee yeah. details though, you know, I like that like that detail, you know. Like the wee miniature be... cars in the car path kind of yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know, somebody with a shopping trolley. I don't know. Shopping just... trolley. <laughs> Why not? What the shopping? They've just been at the D shop. They've been oh, done yeah. the direct and bought other Bairns Christmases and that. <laughs> Just walk away, be the trolley then. Yep, that's that. <laughs> Keep the pound. <laughs> Keep the pound. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I do like that. For me, it's an attention to detail, you know, mm-hmm. and having, you know, it might sound like we daft things, but it shows to me that folk have actually took time, a lot of time and effort to actually, you know, just put in these intricate little pieces of detail. And, mm-hmm. you know, it might not make a difference in the long run, but so what? Yeah, yeah. I, I like it personally. I think I recognise one of the architects. Um, I thought you were away to say. Fun. I thought you were away to say one of the miniature people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's me. <laughs> that, wee, that wee fat guy with the glasses. <laughs> we're skin fed. That's it. <laughs> uh, no, I think recognise one of the boys, the architects, as a Dundee fan. Um, <laughs> So it's good to see if, if that is the case, there's a Dundee fan involved because it's not just a case of maybe putting together a solar stadium, if you know what I mean. You've got somebody mm-hmm. there that has uh, uh, Dundee's interest. Obviously, they're, they're getting paid to do what they're doing, but there's, uh, let's get this there. Uh, but it was good to see like wee things like they had their acoustics, you know, like what the acoustics would be with people in the stadium and uh, yeah. all that kind of, like the noise and we like what would it look like one thing, if the stadium did go ahead, got built, anybody across the Kingsway wouldn't see it because of the trees being that high. Hmm. So just showing you that it wouldn't affect them in any way. Hmm. Like there wouldn't be a big eyesore to them um, or anything like that. So it was just wee bits like that. Like what you would like a wee tension of detail. That's it. Yeah. But um, okay, it was. I, f- I think it's one of those things that they've had to put on, isn't it? It's part hmm. and parcel of uh, the whole process. But again, good to see and hopefully, well, depends on the timeline as the courier says that it could be next year before they even get the planning permission in and then so it's still a long way still a lot of things that could go wrong and mm-hmm. um a lot of disappointment for dundee fans and a lot of laughter for all the other fans that um up and down the country that look at what dundee want and think fucking hell <laughs> exactly <laughs> 50 exactly. seats but <laughs> yeah um i don't that, think they should uh, i don't think you know, 15, I think, is just a bit too much for me just now. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. see if it was me along the same, maybe not the same lines, but Livy's ground, um, you know, just something kind of like that mm-hmm. uh, for me. Get the fans right on top of the pitch as well. You know, I prefer that. No running tracks, no nothing like that. You're right on top of them. Um, 
close to the pitch as possible, I think. Um, but there's loads of things. There's loads of many factors that they're going to need to take into account. But, I mean, I'm just I'm, gl- I'm just glad that it's us that are looking like we're actually doing something because we kind of stay at dense because, I mean, people will probably hate me for saying this, but it's a dump. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, but parts that are, you know, falling apart. And, I mean, as much as we love it, I mean, don't get me wrong, I love dense, but it's not, it isn't a fit for purpose. And I think everybody's well aware of that now. Like, Yeah, well, that's what... Um... Jim just mentioned as well. Uh, loves sitting in the dairy, but it's mm-hmm. great stand, like great atmosphere. But it's it's crumbling. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's kind of getting past its sell by date. If, mm-hmm. if it's not past its sell by date, if you know, I what think I mean. it was past years ago. Yeah, I mean, the people inside that make the stadium, make the stand. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can't afford that. But yeah, I mean, there's even we talk about the capacity, a dense getting reduced as it gets older. Because it's, and safety. it's getting worse, yeah. So even more so to think, well, let's move out. I know people will turn around and say, well, let's do this up. But I mean, have you got a chance of moving into something that's going to make you money over mm-hmm. something that's going to cost you money in the long run? Then yeah, so it's, it's a no-brainer, is it? It's a business. Um, but that's a conversation for in the next well <laughs> another year's time. A couple of years. Gets actually. Rolling, yeah. So um, <clears throat> yep. we would speak about the online thing a bit. Because you'll hear a chance to see it yourself, so maybe come back to that in a few weeks. Um, but what's left? Cove, Arbroath. Cove and Arbroath. That's it. Two away games. Hopefully, two wins. But we've said throughout this and Jim as well. Dundee should be looking at both of these games. Six points. Six six points minimum for me. Mm-hmm. Like we said earlier, you know Hamilton was probably the toughest on paper out of these three. We've got the win. I think we just need to crack on and get the. Get the six points from the next two games. I mean, Cove. I mean, obviously, they did they not? Ah, they just beat Arbroath, I think. Yeah, two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they'd obviously want to create a wee gap between them and whoever's below them. You know, Arbroath being one of them. But mm-hmm. it, it's up to us to go there and just absolutely pump them. <laughs> Sorry, but we've, <laughs> we've got. I mean, like I says, if we go there and it's another one 0 two 0 great. Um, but I'd like to see Dundee give some team an absolute doing. You know, um, and you probably know why I would want it to be Cove, but well, shh, shh, we're yeah. not speaking about managers, okay. ex managers, oh. or right. all that we hate and yeah. they hate, but even though me and Jim just spoke about it as well, so it doesn't matter, you speak about them <laughs> exactly. No, that's all I want to say. I mean, I, 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 I always say it, I would love to see Dundee give somebody a doing. I thought we'd, mm-hmm. we probably should have gave a, a Hamilton a doing on Saturday, but. Maybe it'll mm-hmm. be Cove, Cove's turn to actually. I mean, Boyer says, you know, certain players will need to work on their finishing. Cameron mm-hmm. Mulligan. Um, the strikers probably need to get a couple of, you know, goals to keep them ticking over. Yeah. So I'd, I'd really like to see us give Cove a do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's, um, it, it, it's two games that are definitely winnable and two games that hopefully you see boys like Rudden, if he gets on or if he comes mm-hmm. on the subby getting a goal and even Robinson because he's not scored in a few games he's hurt that wee patch that he was scoring goals a couple of good ends and and he's still playing good in my opinion but he's um, I don't think he's had many chances no. so it's maybe a good chance for him to get back he's uh, been limited back and, 
Yeah. yeah, he's been he's been limited, and I noticed that. I totally forgot about. It. I've just remembered that against Hamilton, whenever we played the ball to them, they they had a or two defenders on him, like arms all around him, and he hardly got any fouls against them, you know, mm-hmm. or, or won any fouls, which I thought was fucking joke. But overall, mm-hmm. the referee was all right, but but he was the boys were on him like flies on shit. Hi, <laughs> not that what trying to say. You're shit, Robinson. You're better than that. <laughs> he certainly is. <laughs> but no, uh, I know uh, I get your your meaning. Um, but this is where if this happens, then well, how did Dundee counter this? Did they put Mulligan beside him or behind him? So when two boys are going on him, he's using his pace and his the way he runs at boys. Um, go for that. Uh, there's there's loads of things. Yeah, he, he said he's going to tinker. He's, he's using these games as a. As a way of maybe, or maybe not even think about, you know, when you're putting boys on and letting them do something different. Yeah, maybe, yeah, but one one consistent that has to remain is keep McMullen on the right. Mm-hmm. Don't put him on the left. Ineffective. Keep him on the yeah. right. Seen that on Saturday. Like I said, he skinned that boy umpteen times. Okay, half his balls into the box weren't particularly superb, but the other half were good, solid chances. So. Mm. Um, and then again another assist. So I'd, I'd, I'd keep McMullen on the right. Do not move him to the left. Keep mm-hmm. I'd, I'd keep Cameron on the left. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's I mean, brilliant out there. He's brilliant. Cameron's definitely done enough, I think, to keep his spot in that team. Hundred percent. You didn't, and I'm, I know I'm bringing it up, but when he's on the team, his height doesn't even it doesn't come into the question though. See, before it was like, oh, no, the no the tallest of players and make it pushed off easy. He's nah. solid though. He's Aye, like he, he's solid, low center of gravity, hard to push off the ball. Mm-hmm. You know, he's just what you want from a an attacking midfielder. Hundred mm-hmm. percent, man. I mean, look, look at Messi. Yeah. yeah, and that's the name of the show. This episode, right there. Look at Messi. <laughs> <laughs> but it's right though. I mean, minute. You know, players that probably ended up on the scrap heap because you know certain coaches back in the day went, "Ah, he's too small." Yeah, you know I mean, I mean, back in the day, you probably would have said, you know, if it was Cameron, you'd be like, "Nah, you're too small to play professional football." But nah. he wouldn't have got a chance for you under a lot of the ex-managers. No, no way. Chance. Nope. Nah. Even though like your Hartleys or something. Oh, mm-hmm. No way. Like it says, he's no... solid, low center of gravity. He goes past boys mm-hmm. for fun. And he's got a strike on him. And I mean, like it says, even for being a small guy, you know, like it says, he, he could have scored a header on mm-hmm. Saturday, but Robinson got in the way. But, you know, he gets into the positions. He's fucking sick, Robinson. Asshole. <laughs> <laughs> he was just saying you weren't shite. <laughs> Kid, sakes. I'll be someone else to see Carnes got a header. That's a goal of the season right there. <laughs> it would be. I mean, I'd, I'd, yeah, if he wants to tinker, yeah, fair enough, but. I mean, I'm not going to question him. Hope, just hope he knows what he's doing. Horses for courses and all that. Yeah, I didn't mean like tinker as in like fuck it, we'll play four up top. I think it was more case of yeah, why some not? boys a wee chat. <laughs> You'd love that, wouldn't you? Oh yeah. I'd love that. Just go for it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean ah, two tough games. Ah, it is tough games. It's away for him. It's up in Cove and then mm-hmm. we're only doing the road at Abroof. Mm-hmm. Um Hundred percent, I'll push down, and I'll just be blowing the window, just blowing a gale. 100%. Can't wait, can't wait, and I'll be going. Can't wait. Are you going? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Tutty's nook after Tutty's nook beforehand. Tutty's nook, whatever it's called. My part bench will do. I can't care less. <laughs> <laughs> you'll, be, 
you'll be drinking it at Bryn Bag anyway, so what's the point? <laughs> I, I, I've never, believe it or not, I've never actually been to Gayfield, so I'm looking forward to it, like, even though it will be, like you say, it's howling a gale, pishing rain, uh, but it, you've got to sit through that kind of weather to see Dundee sometimes. I try to only go to Gayfield in the summer. Because <laughs> at this time of the year, fuck, fair play to the Abro fans that have that sit through that uh, winter. Just get a tammy that's... on, get a tammy on, get your scarf on. It's only rain, you're not going to melt. I get my rain. mittens, I need my mittens, hot water bottle. Too far. <laughs> Just get a bovril, didn't you? You'll be fine. <laughs> I'll let you into secret. Never had a bovril in my life. Right, that's it. Thanks very much for listening. <laughs> <laughs> Never had a bovril. Unacceptable. Bov- bovril and a bit of black pepper. Brilliant. Black pepper? What's the black pepper about? Just, I remember a boy said it to me in the dairy years and years ago, and honestly, but black pepper and blew my mind. <laughs> a boy could have said to you years ago, but a bovril and a bit of tomato sauce, you'd probably take it. <laughs> Would have went for it, but I'll tell you, black pepper, I don't know what it does. It's just, honestly, get involved. Next home, next home game, I'll get a bovril. And I get a wee, black, a wee bit of black pepper. Just let it cool down, bef- you know, maybe towards the end of the game before you drink it. <laughs> <laughs> right, that's my next thing. Get a bovril, a little bit of black, pe- black pepper. That's Come it. back with my review. The bovril re- review. Can't wait. Might get a pie. Pie and bovril review. Nah, tune, in, tune in to next week. Tune in to next week. Um, and that kind of sets us up for, well, next week. So... We'll come back, we'll speak about Cove, Abrof, and pff, what other team, what, what have we got after that? Surely it's at Dents. I think it's Air, Air at Dents, certain as, 15th, ah, is it? or is it 14th? Come on, sure it is, yep. Yeah, it's Air, 15th. Should be interesting. Very one. interesting. That should yep. be interesting. That'll be a revenge match. Uh, well, I might actually study for this match and... I'll just get, no bother. Pretend that I know what I'm speaking about and preview it better than these these two games coming up. <laughs> <laughs> but thanks for listening. Um, oh, Paul, I forgot to say, how many questions did you get right last week? Four or five? To what? I got them all right. <laughs> all of them. I think it was um, four, unless you gifted four. me one. I can't mind. I think, I think you got four with me gifting you one. Excellent. <laughs> so Jim's now winning. You got five. So, unacceptable. They give them half questions as well. Mm. So, you're second. You're second. <laughs> Jake Languishing bottom. He's relegated already. Nah, just relegate him now. <laughs> After that performance. <laughs> Love you, Jake. Might, ne- might never get back. Nah, didn't did he, did he panda Tom? <laughs> he needs to study. He needs to study before he comes back on. He's on another twelve match ban. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> we'll see him in the next year. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, Paul, it's been a pleasure again. As always. Yeah, and we'll be back next week, as usual, speaking shite, as usual. Can't wait. <laughs> <laughs>